Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So here's the thing about Bucks, Dolphins in a scrimmage for the next two days. Here's what you cannot expect. Tom Brady talking about tampering with the Dolphins. Not going to happen, okay? It, it may come up in a question, but not with Tom Brady. I don't think he's going to be available. However, Tua Tungvaloa is available perhaps um, later today after the practice, and he'll be asked, I'm quite certain, because I'll ask him if nobody else does, whether or not you know, he feels somewhat undermined by the fact that they were trying to get a 45-year-old quarterback, even though they had him as, you know, a, a first overall pick. So there'll be that. I well, love... But but he was undermined. I mean, they were going to go for Deshaun Watson last year in the offseason. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, he's been undermined his whole career there. Not that it's been he that has. long, but... He has. They've always been looking for door number two. Yeah, exactly, because they never loved door number one. And I'm not listen. I'm not a big Tua fan. Like I've known people that have coached down there when he was drafted, and their general feeling is that no one really loves him as a, as a starting quarterback. But the fact is, is that you know he's going to be their guy. And what I'm anxious to see, and I don't know that you can really compare this, Steve. What I'm anxious to see is like if you just look at the Dolphins, right, up against the Bucks. And they will be going each other, you know, for two days in practice and then a preseason game. But really, the practices are more important because that's where the starters will will at least play. And again, you're not tackling, you're not taking guys to the ground, you're not, you know, sacking the quarterback and that sort of stuff. What I wonder is this: Could Tom Brady have been a favorite, let's say, in the AFC if he were quarterbacking the Miami Dolphins? In other words. They made some strides on defense. They obviously added Tyree Kill on offense. I just I don't know how much better without the quarterback, because that's always the game, right? Is who your starting quarterback is. Are the Dolphins as good as the Bucks if they had Tom Brady? I'm not sure. I'm not sure of the answer there. That's an interesting thought. I mean, they'd be favored. Let's put it this way. They'd be favored to win the AFC East, right? Mm, no, Buffalo. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I mean Buffalo, Buffalo is generally would considered to have be the favored. best roster in. in the- yeah, no, I totally agree. That's a great point. Buffalo would be favored. They'd be ahead of New England, I think, and yes, and Mac I, I Jones. Yes, but they'd be right there. I mean, they'd be right there with with Buffalo, probably. Because, you know, it's not just the AFCs. Obviously, if you're Buffalo, you got to play everybody on your schedule. But, yeah, Josh Allen at this stage of the game. Now, listen, Brady's not going to back. It's Josh Allen, but it's that – I mean, Buffalo's roster is loaded. Well, and they get Vaughn Miller. Like, they've Mm -hmm. done a nice job Mm -hmm. of even making it better, right? Yep. Um, So that – yeah, I I would agree that, you know, just from a name-for-name standpoint, they're probably better. But – It'd be a hell of a contest, and I'm anxious to see how it works out. We're going to see we're going to see a lot of matchups, and 
obviously, I think, uh, and Joey Knight wrote about this in the Tampa Bay Times, the storylines of this weekend. And they're again, the Bucks are going to play their starters, or at least Tom Brady, in the opener. We know that in the preseason opener. And they have one game at home because there's three preseason games. The next two are at Tennessee and at Indianapolis. So this will be the only time that people will get to see the Bucks at home until they play, what, week three, I guess, after they start out with Dallas and New Orleans. September 25th, I believe it is. Yeah, so it's a long time. So I don't expect Brady, um, but that doesn't mean there's some interest, you know, really good storylines. I mean, if you talk about Brady, and, and my information is that Tua may talk today. Tonga Valoa. So here's here's Tua, right? Uh, the fair-haired child, like the guy that some coaching staff believes in him, maybe not others. But now we know, based on a week or so ago, that Stephen Ross tampered with Tom Brady, tried to talk to him about either being a minority owner or um, possibly a quarterback, possibly with Sean Payton as a coach, as no later than December of last year when Brady was trying to defend the Super Bowl title. So there's an obvious linkage there. Um, he has a, a guy that's on the board of TB12 that was sort of the liaison between them in, uh, in, in Mr. Beal. And so not that Brady's going to be available because he's not, but I'm anxious to kind of, kind of look at it and go, what did he see in the Miami Dolphins that would have worked just as well? And I really do believe, I think, I think any, any team that Brady's on is a Super Bowl contender. Um, but are the Dolphins on the whole better than the Bucks? And I don't know the answer to that. I think the Bucks are better, especially with getting, you know, some of the late additions like Kyle Rudolph and Julio Jones in that. But you got to see it on the grass. I remember a year ago, Tennessee came in here and Mike Vrabel on some joint practices. And they spent a couple of days practicing. And the first day, they kicked the living you-know-what out of the Bucks. I mean, they were physical. They mauled them offensively Brady couldn't do anything and that's what's cool about these joint practices is that you know you watch training camp and they all kind of are on the same team and they, they understand what the other team is doing but then you get them against another opponent and it's really a good measuring stick so this will be you know between the, the Dolphins this week the Tennessee Titans at Tennessee the next week and then of course you know they they wrap up the preseason at Indianapolis um, it's going to be really a good test for these guys to sort of figure out where they're at. Now, it's not just, you know, some of the matchups that, that we're talking about. I mean, there are there's some intriguing things that we'll be watching. For example, remember the last time Tyree Kill was on the field with Antoine Winfield Jr.? Peace. Uh, yeah, peace out, dog. So, you know, Tyreek went off, obviously, during the regular season in that Super Bowl year. I think he had like 200 yards in the first quarter. And at one point before his backflip, he was doing the peace out sign to Antoine Winfield Jr., who was beaten on one or maybe many plays. And then in the Super Bowl, if you remember, they got their revenge. Obviously, they they shut down the Chiefs. They shut down Tyreek Hill. And at one point, Winfield goes up to him and, and you know, reciprocates and drops a piece outside and gets a penalty for it, but was not to uh, affect the game very much. And so I'm looking forward to this matchup because uh, 
Tyreek is talking a lot of noise like you would expect. Still thinks he's the best receiver in the league, which you would also expect. Incredibly fast. Um, but him and Winfield have a thing. Now, Winfield's been playing a lot sort of in the slot on defense when they go to three or four defensive backs, whatever it is. So I don't know that he'll be covering Hill specifically, but I'm really looking forward to that because such a dynamic receiver against the secondary that has had, let's be honest, their share of breakdowns. I mean, you know, not just the postseason and the Super Bowl, but even when they played the Rams out there, they could not cover Cooper Cup and they kept turning them loose. So that's going to be something to watch. Another thing, and this is interesting because the Bucs aren't going to play a lot of starters, but the one guy that you're going to see and have to is their center, right? With Ryan Jensen out, how how is Robert Hainsey going to play? And I don't know how many starters Miami plans on playing and how for how long, but Hainsey has to establish himself as the guy that can fill those shoes. He's got three games to do it and maybe less if, if he fails, you know, against the Dolphins. But that is such an important position, and you really don't know until you get to the regular season. And he's played you know, play like 33 snaps last year. Um, but I think we're going to be looking a lot at Hainsey and saying, you know, can this guy get it done um, in front of Brady? I, I agree. I also think you're going to see a lot of Shaq Mason as well. Yes. And and it's it's the calls and the timing between the center and the guards. And we know the mm-hmm. other guard position, you know, it's it's a battle, so they're all going to play. Right. But that interior line's got to form some chemistry. Absolutely. And you got to first see if Hainsey is the center. But secondly, you got to form the chemistry between Shaq and then whoever the other guard's going to be. Right. You know, you know your tackles, you know they're good. But you've got to figure that interior. I mean, it's a whole new interior line mm-hmm. in front of Brady, and they've got they've got to have it. By the time you get to Dallas, not only is it you got to know who's starting, but they've got to have that communication and that 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 the time put in working together to be able to to make the calls to see the breakdowns and and protect Tom Brady. Right. And continuity is a big thing. And there is a number of guys battling, you know, for that left guard position. And and I really don't know how it's going to turn out. I mean, I thought Stinney had an upper hand because he played three preseason games and then won the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not so sure that's the case anymore. Nick Leverett has been in there. There's, you know, there, like Bowles' theory is you've got three preseason games. You almost have to sort of like not rotate them like – three plays, three plays, and three plays, but, like, actually give them, you know, extended reps with whatever the first-team offensive line is and, you know, kind of measure them with the other guys. And if they do that, um, they'll have a better picture. And I – listen, I think Hainsey, I think they know what they have, and that's probably why they haven't signed a center is that, you know, when has the Bucs really missed on an offensive lineman? I mean – Go back to Donovan Smith and Ali Marpet and Alex Kappa. Um, you know, there's so many guys that they've done well with that I really don't think they've missed. And, and you know, for that reason, like, I'm pretty confident they're going to figure it out, you know. But there's still a battle. There's still a battle, obviously, at the guard position. Um, you know, I don't know how much these guys are going to play, so you might get kind of a false picture. 
I will tell you what, to me, and it's not just this game, but it's all three games. To me, the guy who's under the microscope the most, and they have made no bones about it, I think they like putting the pressure on him, is Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is going to get a chance to play extensively in these next or the only three preseason games. And the reason is you're not going to play Brady, clearly. I think he's out. Um, And if you're not playing Brady, why are you going to expose Blaine Gabbert, right? Now, there's things you can do as a script and protect and all of that. All I've heard, Steve, this preseason is we need to find out what we have in Kyle Trask. And I don't know. It's not a level playing field. I mean, he's not like he's out there throwing a Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, you know, all these starters, Russell Gage. But for as much talk there is about Kyle Trask, like this is his his time. You know, they're not going to play Brady. I don't think they're going to play Blaine Gabbard all that much. So Trask has an audition here, and even though he's not, you know, necessarily thrown to the elite guys, he's he's got to determine for the Bucks who he is. I I don't know that they think he's going to be a number two, certainly not this year. But if Brady had retired, it would have been him against Gabbert for the starting job. I'm convinced of it. And they've given him so many reps that can he do it in a game? And listen, some guys, and I don't know if this is true of Trask, like some guys are just not, as we say, 530 hitters. You know, when you take the batting practice and it's 530 in the afternoon, but then you turn the lights on and they wear it out. So, you know, that that's one that, I'm interested in because normally, you know, Trask would have been right in it for a starting job. Brady returns. And now I I think Gabbert has it locked up for number two. And I think that Trask is really just, you know, trying to show them eventually he can be that guy at number two, but he's going to be the scout squad toward quarterback. And, and I don't know what to make of Trask in preseason. He's been sketchy at best. He's had some good days. He's had some bad days. I don't really like to judge interceptions because I think training camp is when you make those throws and try to see where you can squeeze it in. But make no mistake, this preseason is as much about finding out what they have in Trask than anything else they're doing, period. Yeah, I mean, that's all about the future. I mean, look, there's an end date to Tom Brady with the Bucks. No Whether question. It's after this season or maybe another season after that. It's going to be sooner than later that Tom Brady's no longer the quarterback of the Bucks. Yeah. Blaine Gabbert's getting older, too, and he's a free agent. You drafted Kyle Trask at the end of the second round a year ago. At some point, you've got to see, can he be a starting quarterback? You knew it was a project when you drafted him. He wasn't, he wasn't a slam-dunk prospect that you expected to play year one. That's not why right. they did it. Right. They drafted him to develop him. And, and to work with him. But he's got to show it because, you know, look, Jason Light and, you know, the whole crew over there, they're already looking at who their quarterback next year is going to be. I mean, the hope is Tom Brady, of course. Much like with Rob Gronkowski, they're keeping the light on. They'll keep the light on for Tom Brady next season too. Yeah. But they have to start preparing now, and that may include drafting another quarterback if Kyle Trask isn't ready. And that's what they've got to determine now. And the preseason is the best time to that because if he sees the field during the season, then a lot went wrong. Right. 
No, I I agree. And he's had some horrendous days out there, and then he's had some okay days. The thing that, like, some people really put a lot of stock in what guys do in practice. And, look, practice is important. But as I, my friend Alan Iverson said, what are we talking about? I'm not talking about the game, not the game I love. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice. And I think that every time that, you know, you see an interception in the red zone or whatever, like, so years ago, Brad Johnson, who won a Super Bowl for the Bucks in 02, um, we were charting some of his throws, and, you know, that was back in the day we could watch everything, and they had about a million OTAs. And I wrote something where, like, he had a really bad day. He didn't complete enough balls, whatever. And he kind of had an elbow injury, and he, he talked to me, and he goes, look, man, he goes, it's training camp, dude. You can keep stats all you want to, but my goal out here is to figure out what I can fit in, what I can throw, what I can get away with. So I'm not concerned about the interceptions. You will be, but this is my time to sort of, and it it kind of makes sense, right? Like we put a lot of stock on, oh, Trask was intercepted two times in the red zone, whatever. But you know what? At the end of the day, this is when you, you take those shots to see what you can do. And I think also that, you know, that Kyle might be a gamer. I think he might be one of these guys that practice not impressive, but then you get him in, in a situation where he needs to move the team and win. Um, I think he can do that. So it'll be um, be fun to watch him, and I think he's going to get a lot of playing time, not just this game, but all three games. Hey, before we continue, I want guys, you guys to remember that my electric bill is going nuts because it's so hot and my AC is running all the time, but we have a solution for you. It's May Electric Solar. It's a family-owned and operated uh, business. They install solar electric uh, systems for the last 12 years. Now, you know that there's a ton of these fly-by-nut companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee you their workmanship with a 30-year labor and service warranty. Plus, every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That right there is the May difference. So if you visit... Their Hudson showroom, they got lots of displays. They can show you all their products, and they conduct on-site testing so you can see exactly what they're going to be installing. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who is doing the job for you. So start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862, or you can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long and preserve your quality of life and your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Rick, we're going to do a mailbag later this week. So if you want to get your questions in, you can tweet them at SportsDayTV or at NFL Stroud, or if you want to email them, rstroud at tampabay.com. But Graham had uh, tweeted you a couple days ago, and you even responded to him, said we'd address this. He says, as a relative newcomer to following preseason training, are the number of injuries par for the course or does it seem like more and more serious injuries than usual this year? You know, it, this always is an interesting time of year because you have 32 teams, right? And almost every day with that many teams and that many practices, you're going to have sometimes a name player end up with an injury, and it might be season-ending, and it's going to get the headlines. But you have to realize how many guys are in camp, right? There's 90 players, and I'm bad at math, so... I'd have to get my calculator, but 
there's 90 players on every roster. It's about 3,000 players. 32 teams. So it's about three grand, right? So 3,000 players. Now, obviously, if a starter gets hurt, it's big news, and it's going to dominate the headlines. But just in general, with 3,000 players, if you're moving around, doing any kind of scrimmaging, doing any kind of, of uh, thumping at this point, you're going to have you're going to have some soft tissue injuries. You're going to have some tweaks. You're going to have guys hurt. For, you know that's just the way it goes. And and the thing is, the goal is to get these guys to the starting line. I don't get crazy. I I do think that, you know, back in my days, they say they used to go two a days. Even Ray Perkins, who coached here as late as '91, he went three a days at the University of Tampa. And all those guys were really doing is surviving. Now, when they began the season on the road, they looked like a team that had been playing, you know, the entire month of October um, because they were in that good of shape. But then as the year went on, they wore down. And, you know, so there's a fine line, excuse me, about how much you want to work these guys. And, you know, that's, that's sort of, the thing about injuries is that you're going to have them. I don't think there's more than usual. I think there's going to be soft tissue injuries, and they're going to be careful with guys. Mike Evans, for example, always has a hamstring injury, always. And it's usually earlier than later in camp. He can't do anything about it. He's changed his diet. He's tra- changed hydration, all of that. But you're not going to rush him back, right? So other than Ryan Jensen, who is potentially season-ending, and we'll see if they bring him back on um, – injury reserve. I I don't think there's more than usual. I just think that if it's a starter, you hear about it. And this is, you know, obviously one of the hottest summers on the planet. So you're going to have some of that. Um, but I, I, I don't think that what the Bucks are doing is, you know, a negative to them. I just think you have to be smart. And, you know, Todd Bowles has been a head coach before. He took him in one week or one day last week, I think it's it's important to get them out of the heat. They have a cool down trailer, all of that. Um, but I, I, I think they're doing a decent job. It's, it's, it's a really look when I started covering this league, Ray Perkins had three a days and then it was, you know, as late as when John Gruden was here, it was two a days in Orlando. So the workload is a lot less. They should be able to handle it. And I think for the most part, they do a good job these days. They didn't always, but I think they do now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We'll squeeze one more mailbag question in here today. Uh, Go Snarf had uh, tweeted, said the Bucks have leveraged voidable years to manipulate the salary cap in order to get veterans the past two seasons. The bill will come due. What year will the Bucks be in salary cap hell? Great question. Um, I'm not sure the answer, and the reason is this. I, I think that the designated gross revenues every year in the NFL go up and up, and so – when they do these deals and they do voidable years and things like that, there's no question that 
there are guys that are going to be counting against the cap that are no longer playing. Rob Gronkowski is one of those guys this year. Um, but I think that when Mike Greenberg sits down and he starts, you know, seeing how much money they can spend on any given year and he looks down the road, he has to sort of project to what the cap will be then. And there's no, I mean, at some point, right, you're going to pay the price. You just are. Um, but they're going to have to pivot to, you know, using more draft picks, which are under their control for longer. I don't think it's going to be next year or maybe even a year after, but I do think that as some of these rookie contracts come up, they're going to have to make tough decisions and they're going to lose some guys. And, you know, again, all of this is sort of dependent on how, how big the salary cap grows. Um, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep the core together for more than, I don't know, two, three years tops. We'll have to see. I mean, you know, we've got guys like Tristan Wirfs that, you know, in two or three years is going to be a free agent and you're going to have to franchise him, um, pay him, you know, as much as any, you know, right tackle in the league. So, I mean, they've got a core group of players you have to take care of, but I, I think, Greenberg does as good a job as anybody and and I'm not I'm not freaked out about the fact that they're going for it. I think you have to do that, right? And the key will be not so much because remember, whatever the salary cap is down the road, here's the thing they've done well. They re-signed Ryan Jensen. They re-signed Carlton Davis. They re-signed Chris Godwin. So, they've got a number of core guys that are already under contract. And Will they take a step back? Yeah, they will. But if you find the right quarterback, good core, all of that, they could still they could still win. It's definitely coming. You're definitely going to pay for pushing voidable years on Brady and other guys like Gronk and whatnot. But I think they're banking on the salary cap rising to cover that to some degree, if that makes sense. Um, so I don't I don't sense they're all that freaked out about it. I listen mm-hmm. when Tom Brady leaves, they're a different team right? Whoever that quarterback is, and they're going to have to make different choices around him. And so they're not going to be as good. You're not going to pay some veterans that are coming in here for one year to win a Super Bowl necessarily. But I, 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 I trust Mike Greenberg. I think he knows what he's doing. And I think he's got this figured out for the next two, three, four years. Well, as you said, too, the goal in sports is to win the championship. Absolutely. When you have a shot at it, and the Bucks have a legitimate shot. They have for the last two seasons, now this season as well. You yeah. go for it. And that's what they've Absolutely. done. That's what the Tampa Bay Lightning have done. Mm-hmm. And it's brought them two Stanley Cups, and they came close to a third one in a row. Yeah. You know, when you're was... in that window, you go for it. And and if there's a little pain down the road, okay. I mean, you try right. to minimize it and, and do it right. You know the revenues keep going up in the NFL at this point. So, yeah. you know the cap's going to rise. You have to go for it. That's the goal. I saw a quote by um, Sean McVay and SI. I think it was Seth Wickersham did another story on him. He's been close to him. And he just won the Super Bowl. And he had options, right? I mean, they were going to throw a ton of money at him for broadcasting. He's a young coach, but he really is, is a grinder. Like, he's sort of Gruden-esque in that sense that he never can't shut it down. And he was talking about, like, you know, how much longer um, 
you should do this. And you know what he said was um, to the Rams was like, what are we going to do? Are we going to win nine or 10 games a year? Are we going to like blank and go for it? Like, let's go get our quarterback. Let's go. Let's do this. Like, let's trade, you know, golf and let's, let's go get Matt Stafford. And, and yeah, we could win 10 or 11 games, but aren't we in this to win a Super Bowl? Like, what are we doing? Like he was very explicit about, you know, you have to go for it when that window is there. And I kind of feel that way about the Bucks. Like, I feel like, you know, obviously with Brady, they have as good a chance as anybody. And that's why you push money back. That's why you, I like that mentality. That's why the Rams won a Super Bowl. And I think you're going to see more and more of that throughout the league. I think the Bucks got the right idea. At some point, they're going to have to get younger quarterback. Doesn't mean they're going to draft a guy because, quite frankly, they're not going to be in the mix for the top two players this year, which could go one and two at Alabama and Ohio State. So they're going to have to go steal a quarterback, a, a veteran, et cetera, mm-hmm. keep their roster, you know, talented and attractive. Um, but, you know, you've got the windows there, and I think you just have to go for it. Well, and the one thing, give Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, et cetera, credit, is before Tom Brady got there, they didn't do voidable years. No, they, they didn't. didn't. They, you know, they weren't a bad team carrying all kinds of dead cap money. That's right. And, and and not making playoffs. Like, you see some teams around the league that you look at their cap dead cap money, and you're like, why? You weren't right. good. Right. I mean, you know, you want to carry – you want to do those voidable years and push that money back when you're a really good team going for it. Not mm-hmm. a – not an average or mediocre team like they were prior to Bruce Arians and, and Tom Brady coming to town. Right. I mean, you know, they, so when Brady got here, they started doing it, but it's not like they were carrying dead cap money already. Give them credit on that. Right. That as they, as they were building the team and got better at drafting and that they didn't have a bunch of voidable years in contracts that they were, you know, regretting or having to eat while you've got a window to go for it. And that, that's, that was a good move by the organization. Yeah, it was a clean slate, and, you know, pushing money is fine, but winning is the key. And the other thing to consider is that every year the revenues go up, which means they anticipate the salary going up. So, you know, if you're two minute over or two million over, three million over, you know, by the time they make all their money and do other TV deals, you know, you're going to be in pretty good shape. And so they, they kind of factor that in as well. I mean, a lot of their um, TV deals are done, but the direct ticket. That's Sunday right. ticket is up next year. That's right. And, and either Google or Apple, it sounds like, are going to pay big bucks for that. Yeah. That's going to be increased revenue for the league and for every team. Which and means for every team, goes up for that. Salary cap goes up and you're okay. And like I said, you don't apologize for winning in a Lombardi. Whatever it takes, you would do it. You would mortgage the future. And they, they want it. So, you know, Brady has one more year. You're not afraid to push money. And you'll deal with it when it comes along the bottom line is he got a lot of free agents to resign and one of the reasons why you have salary cap issues is because guys like jensen and godwin um and right through the line decided to rejoin tom brady julio jones um these guys are here because of him they want to ring um but regardless they're still really good players and many of them still under contract so i don't have a problem with the deals they've done i think you go for it if you can get a third Lombardi trophy in that building, that becomes now rare air throughout the NFL. You put yourselves as an ownership in, in a place that not many franchises can do. 
And so, you know, this is a great year for the Bucks, and they should be really excited about it. All right, we'll wrap it up on this. The Rays went to Milwaukee. It's been a long time, and not very often they end up there. Um, I I did watch Yandy Diaz just completely yoke one, which looked great. But the but Rays you didn't know the up. backstory behind that. I didn't. I, I you told me, and I'm like, what happened there? So when teams go to Milwaukee, one of the hotels up there is the Fister Hotel, which is where right. many of the teams stay. I right. don't know if all of them do, but many of them do. And it's sure. a well-known haunted hotel. It's haunted. So people, yes. there are ghosts and apparitions in that hotel. Well, that's what people believe and think, and there are a lot of players that have problems with that. And Oh, boy. Yandy Diaz is one of them. And oh, Trisha boy. Whitaker on the broadcast even uh, tonight mentioned that she asked Yandy about you know, how he slept last night. He's like, there was something moving in my room all night. Oh, God. Well, on the scoreboard and before Yandy's second at bat at the the Brewers game, and he's in a horrific slump at that point, it says, Yandy Diaz is scared of seeing a ghost at the Fister Hotel. And then he yokes the home run. (laughs) No, they didn't put that up there. He's a ghostbuster. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. I ain't afraid of no ghost. He's had a great year. He really has. And it's, it's too bad they couldn't hold... You know, they wound up tying it 2-2, and um, the bullpen obviously couldn't hold them. But Yandy's been their all-star, man. He's been their rock. He's the guy that's, you know, showed up every day and um, impressed with how he's played. But, yeah, they – David Peralta you know, had a home run rob tonight. That was a great catch, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a nice uh, tip of the cap to – Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. It was actually cool. It was a nice moment when Peralta raised his cap. Um, out to right field, but that that ball was gone, and and you never know with momentum of that how the game changes. Mm-hmm. So, um, look, they've they got to win series. They have to find a way to do that. And obviously, they you know they're down one nothing in this one. But I think they're only a half game up on the Orioles now in the division. Is that right? Wow. The, Orioles the, have... the Orioles came from behind. I think they beat Toronto, or maybe that game's still going on as we speak, but. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be a battle, man. It's going to come down to the wire. So I'm excited to see it. All right, so we'll be at uh, Bucks uh, training camp. They play the Miami Dolphins in a couple of uh, scrimmages in the next two days. We'll bring you all of that as well as the Rays. Rays day game today, 2-10 in Milwaukee. That's, I love it, yeah. Just that quick love- series, just two games, day, night, or uh, night, day. Hated that as when I traveled, but. Yeah, it's a quick turn. Are they coming home after that? Is that it? Yes, they got this? an off day Thursday, and then they're home this weekend against the Orioles. That's not horrible. So you've had some days off on the mm-hmm. road, and otherwise, um, we're down. We're here, man. We're in the we're in the the back stretch. Like this is well, the season's over two thirds of the way done. Yeah, I mean they passed that mark uh, late last week or over the weekend was uh, game one hundred eight. Yeah, if you're gonna make a move, man, you need to make it now. You know. You get to secure your playoff spot, and so Manuel Margot started rehabbing. He started made. Uh, he was a DH today down in the uh, one of the lower leagues. Saw that, yeah. That would be, be huge to get him back. August twentieth, yeah, he's eligible to come off the DL or the IL. At some point, you're probably going to get Kiermaier. Might be very late. Um, this baseball team's going to look a lot Kiermaier different. You're not getting back. You're not getting Kiermaier. Oh, not Kiermaier. I'm sorry. I meant um, Juan, Juan Franco. Franco. Yeah, yeah. Kiermaier done for the year, maybe for his career. But, yeah, Wander is going to come back at some point. And, you know, it's better than making trades in some respects. Like, you're getting your guys that are 
highly productive, hopefully. And, and, you know, you're still right in the thick of the playoff hunt. So we'll see, we'll see if they can, you know, tread water and win some series, but Milwaukee is obviously very, very good. Um, they weren't able to get it done the first game, but, uh, more to come. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be Kevin Cash. And I think John Romano wrote about this, like this has been as trying a season if you're the manager of the Rays or in the front office as any there's ever been because of so many injuries, so many different faces and all that's gone on. Um, I, I think he's done a terrific job just to keep him in the hunt, but who knows if they make it to October, I think they will, but they're kind of on the borderline. So it's not guaranteed. All right. So um, we'll be back out there. As I said, the bucks against the Miami dolphins, we'll bring you all of that uh, on tomorrow's podcast as well as the Rays continuing their series. Uh, as as well so check us out tomorrow thanks for listening for steve bursting i'm rick stroud of the tempe times have a great day everybody mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market